Welcome along to the roller coaster ride that is Clan Season and our episode 96. Uh, I'm not even going to say the podcast name because we're, we're changing the name to uh, Shambles. Shambles Podcast, that's a new name. <laughs> yeah, now I was trying to think of some. I was trying to think of something. Sort of thing, but yeah, I was trying to think of something better, but. Uh, yeah, since since the last we'll, we'll give it its full name two minutes for chatting but since since the last episode we've had 10 games to cover and an advanced warning this is going to be this is going to be a depressing episode uh 10 10 games two no three wins three wins and 10 and actually last week or last time we did say I think I said I would swap everything for a win against Guildford, and actually we've we've genuinely done that. That's what's happened, yeah. Genuinely done it, and I'm disgusted that I ever said it. Yeah, you probably shouldn't have said that. Um, yeah, literally traded traded away beating everybody else in the league for just beating Guildford. And also still continue not to score that many goals, but... yeah. I mean, even I've even now realised that beating Guildford doesn't feel that worth it. No, because even just because everybody, everybody's doing it, yeah. Uh, we finally we have we finally started to do it, which is nice. Um, what about? But not, uh, it's, it's been terrible. What about Gadden on ice? <laughs> yeah, terrible. Well, send us your send us your new names. <laughs> <laughs> as yeah. well as your comments, uh, which we will we will come on to, but I think there's there's been a gen- general theme uh, in the past the past ten games, other than us being terrible. Uh, as you said, not scoring too many goals, uh, but more worryingly, I think if you look at everything as a whole, conceding absolutely loads of goals. Uh, I think first the first game since we last recorded, we conceded eight again down in Coventry, which is just a joke. <laughs> I remember us being slightly positive about that game as well. <laughs> no, <it's> super. <laughs> uh, so I think is that the second time we've conceded eight this season? Yeah, because it, uh, it was eight against Guildford as well, wasn't it? We conceded. Jesus. Oh, conceded again. I don't know why I've ever thought this team were going to do anything. Uh, so we can see the date against Coventry uh, and then seven the other night at home against Belfast, who, to be fair, are a great team. But the general theme of conceding too many goals for a team who are set up as supposed to be stingy, as the coach said, um, were, were anything but, really. No, um <clears throat> I guess kind of on on the Coventry game. Um, Coventry were eight 0 up after forty six minutes, so it, in a way, it could have been a lot worse for us. Um, yeah, if they'd kind of kept up that momentum, or I think that was kind of really the the only game that that Shane Starrett has been has been really poor in yeah, as well. So I think John McLaughlin got a fair chunk of that game. Um, definitely the last period, probably a wee bit more than that as well. 
um, managed to avoid managed to avoid the shit out there though, um, which is which is good I guess, but still, I mean, scoring one goal after being eight 0 down is uh, is almost nothing really. Um, we know everybody can have an off night, and that was obviously Shane Starrett's. Um, nothing really much else to add to that. Other kind of takeaways, I guess, Cody Saul sort of losing it with about 20 seconds to go. Uh, end of a game misconduct penalty for, I think it was a cross-check. Um, and then obviously fighting with Justin Hamannick. Um Just a poor way to end the game, really, 20 seconds to go. Um, but yeah, it was kind of all over after the first period, really. Coventry went to 4-0. And after that, it was basically a case of damage limitation, and even that didn't work. Yeah, because um, normally when when that kind of thing happens, you would you would often see, or even before that point, you would often see a goaltender change. Um, and obviously McLaughlin did come in in that game, but it's it's also kind of been a, a running theme, and, and a few people have commented that. Um, Generally, you, you know, Starrett has been excellent for us. Can't really, can't really fault him. You're, you're going to get a couple of games uh, in the grand scheme of things, you know, like law of averages that yeah. don't go so well. He has been excellent. Um, but a few people saying they'd have, have liked to see more of Jordan McLaughlin in games like that and also the Belfast game. Uh, yeah, I think that's a fair comment. But just just the way just Starrett's been so good. Even the games we're winning, he's, or or you know, we've been quite good in, which are few and far between. He's still having to make some brilliant saves. Uh, but I do agree that possibly we're we're getting to that point where we're overloading him. Do you think that's fair comment? Uh. It might be. Um, I don't know. I do kind of take the point that you know we did obviously start a bit later, and there was a, a, a few times where we couldn't play games because of COVID and whatnot, and we've had to rearrange. And there has been quite a lot of games and uh, and kind of minimal minimal number of nights. So you're kind of looking at. It's, I know it's it's difficult playing like four games in six days or whatever. Um, so uh, in scenarios like that, maybe you would maybe you would say that John McLaughlin's maybe worth a worth a shout in some of these games. But obviously, they obviously trust Shane Starrett a lot more. Um, and I think like I don't know if you're the coach, you kind of want to play your best players every night. So uh, it's difficult. I I can see it from both. Side really, um, I don't know what's your thoughts. Yeah, it is. It is difficult. I think um, obviously we weren't at the game, for example, last night. But I think against certainly the stronger teams, I would be given start at possibly more of a break. Some people have said that they thought he looked um, tired or, or looked as though he, he wanted out of the net and Ben Lachlan didn't get a chance mm. um, at the same time McLaughlin's because he's not had that many chances 
you, you maybe end up in the situation that when he does go in, that you know he concedes a few goals, and then you're thinking, well, why did, why did we, why did we actually put him in? But I think he possibly got to get a bit of a run. Um, just while we're on the subject, looking ahead, I think Friday in Belfast, just as it starts to absolutely pelt down the snow outside. Uh, <laughs> Friday in Belfast. Um, I would start McLaughlin. I would give Starrett a rest, uh, even just for one game. And we need to find some way of uh, sort of stopping this rot. And quite often you find that a goaltending change or something more radical like that is the way to do it. Yeah, that's a good point. Um... And by the way, in no way am I blaming start it for this form because if anything it's the opposite if we didn't have him it would be even worse but i'm just thinking of this this might be the this might be the chance to give him a bit of a break um and regroup yeah it's a good point and i think um that was one of the things that um brought book of him touched on and his uh absolutely morbid post-match <laughs> interview um, yeah he was low he was talking about that and hanging the goalie out to dry and stuff like that so uh yeah maybe the game in belfast would be i guess the, the perfect opportunity where in a way you're not expected to win that game so why not throw mclaughlin in but then the other side of the coin then is that you're playing the best team in the league arguably and you're you're putting your back up netminder and in, in what what will his confidence be like after that game if it ends up another 7-1 or whatever? So I don't, it's a tricky situation. Um, I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer, really. Um, you could you could say... I don't, it is difficult. I think I, would, I wouldn't necessarily mind seeing McLaughlin start that game either. Um, so I would kind of side more with... I guess what a lot of the fans have been saying um, for that one. Yeah, yeah. Even just, even just for the one-off game, and then you know that he's had yeah. sixty minutes uh, if needed again, and um, because the stretch of fixtures has come on to the last seven or so games, um, is going to be crucial. Obviously, on the goaltending, there have been has been one particular high in the in the. 10 games, and that was a first shot out for Shane Starrett on the 24th of March at home to Guildford. Now, obviously Guildford are are struggling a bit this season compared to what they were before. Um, but he's finally got that. Obviously, congratulations to him, but that seemed like possibly our most complete performance of the season. And that's why I think a lot of people are wondering why we can go from that to what you've seen the majority of the rest of those games. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Um, the team just generally seemed to be a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde type team um, where you can produce games like that. And again, that's kind of something else that the players have said, like, oh, we can beat anyone in the league. And I'm kind of thinking, well, yeah, that's fine. But then what about the game after that? 
Yeah. It's just the kind of same stuff in every interview. It's like, oh, every game's crucial or we need to bounce back. We know we can beat these teams, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm not really a big a big fan of the of that phrase of, you know, we, we've beaten them before kind of thing. We know we can beat them. Uh-huh, uh, yeah. That's fine in a one-off game, but... Because, yeah, just the sort of talk of the inconsistency... I mean, at the moment, it's it's less inconsistency. It's just more that we are kind of consistently poor. Yeah, it's just poor. Uh, yeah, just generally, you look at um, goals conceded eight against eight at Coventry, three in a home win against Dundee, which was the other uh, the other victory. Again, even even that game, we were three 0 up, and then yeah. Lost three goals. Yeah, a common that is a common theme. Uh, a six, six the night after in Dundee, which I guess the the low light of that was the the, the disciplinary issues that came out of it. <laughs> I think that, that was, was a, that was a TV game. Um, the Palace shame game. Yeah, a, a fair bit of niggle. Interestingly, I've seen seen some opinions that. We deserved all of those penalties. Other side of the coin was, I think, Malcolm Cameron saying that he'd never, never seen such a sort of imbalanced mm. uh, refereeing performance. He's done the what they had five, well, five of their six goals were power play goals. Yeah, Clan ended up with ninety-three penalty minutes in that game. Yeah, and and I think the discipline is, as well as talking about conceding goals which will sort of come on to the general that general theme the discipline as well has been a serious issue especially recently Uh, you look at the statistics I think we are possibly the second worst for um, yeah we are we're averaging 13.87 Penalty minutes a game, and obviously these obviously these big uh, longer major penalties are, are coming into it. But certainly, I think one of Malcolm Cameron's other comments from uh, the Belfast game there was that all of those were deserved. So um, yeah. why why were one thing that we can't be is ill disciplined, especially when we're struggling to keep teams out that's just it's just not good uh, and understand there's frustration when you, you play these these teams and you are going to concede penalties but it just seems as though we're, we're not giving ourselves much of a chance no that's it we're just we're kind of our own worst enemies uh, enemies enemies that's right isn't it yeah that's right, <laughs> it's, 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 right third time um, yeah we are uh, we do kind of shoot ourselves in the foot quite a bit. Um, so again, that's you know we can we can beat every team in the league, including ourselves. So yeah, that's, that. that's what they should be coming out and saying. <laughs> I know. Um, no, again, no. It's just um, yeah, just a kind of weird, <clears throat> a weird selection of games. Um, some 
some better than others. Like even we kind of touched on that that win against Dundee at home, where we three 0 up and then shipped three goals. And um, again, it's just defensive mistakes. Even in that game, um, I remember uh, Cody Saul was definitely at fault for maybe not a goal, but certainly for a, a big a big opportunity for Dundee. Um, Jamie Crooks in that game leaving Dujardin to get the equaliser at the back post so um, I will maybe get rid of him but <clears throat> not performing offensively or defensively at this point <laughs> it's gone <laughs> um, and then obviously the game after that was I think that you know that was a TV game and there was a kind of there was a bit of niggle from the night before that's definitely spilled over into that game uh, and it seems as if it seems as if Alice has just kind of bought it really um, uh, again anytime you lose is disappointment to lose six goals to Dundee is um, that's just not good enough and again it, some of those penalties are obviously uh, you know you can put down to ill discipline um, certainly and again, it's just a kind of theme that's continued throughout. Um, yeah, not they're not not all of them uh, where you know shouldn't be called. Obviously, there were a couple of light ones. I've got no doubt that Dundee knew knew what they were doing and they were sort of um, playing on Halas a wee bit. Uh, but again, that's that's up to us to to try and combat that. And uh, yeah, it's a bit mental. You know, you, you know, yes. Yeah. Exactly, use use it in our favour. Uh, there's there's there was I think earlier in the season a lot of talk about individual errors, but I would say now it's just more of a collective thing. Uh, the fact that we're conceding so many goals, you can you can put a few things into individual errors, but there's a point where everyone's got to take you know responsibility about team defence, uh, team defence. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the thing. Yeah, you can look at you can look at every goal that we've conceded and probably pinpoint someone who was at fault, but because there's been so many. Yeah, you, you know, teams teams yeah. will usually come out with like a season highlight clip mm. or DVD or even a VHS as it would have been. We are going to come out with <laughs> when it's just like two hours long, all the goals that we've conceded. <laughs> Compilation, that's what we should do. I mean, it sounds horrific. I would buy it as well. More money for the club, isn't it? That's it, yeah. New merchandise. Um, I noticed like there's been a bit of rotation as well within the within like the starting lineups. Um which I don't don't know, I kinda I get why he's doing it. He's obviously trying to look for a sort of better partnership in the sort of lower lines um, that would maybe feed through into secondary scoring, but we're just really not seeing that at all here. Um, no, we've, we've had, like, as you mentioned before, Crooks has been sort of in for a couple of games uh, and then out again. I don't think Vinan's played much recently. Is that is that injury-related? I'm not sure. I think uh, I think he's he's 
dropped off a bit recently. Yeah, I like uh, Michael Vinan, but uh, yeah. I do think that he's not been performing. Yeah, uh, and obviously Dyson Stevenson's come back in after a good few weeks off, which is good, and and uh, that you want you want guys to come back and play through the long injury layoff, but. Uh, I wouldn't say he's managed to hit the ground running really in a, in any way at this this point in the season. So for me, the jury's still out a, a wee bit on him. Uh, but well, I yeah, think you, you would look for your captain to come back and sort of galvanise. Yeah. The team. Uh, yeah. And, and a loss to Fife and then and then that against Belfast. Yeah, it's it's not ideal. Um, and it's it's difficult because once you get on these these runs, that's uh, the last five. That's the last five that we've lost, um, and it leaves us. We, we've talked about the way the, the table's been tight, the kind of every episode that we've been on, um, but it leaves us only six points above. Ninth place Manchester, and albeit I think we'll, we will get into the playoffs, there is still the possibility that if that slide continues, that we could be really kind of scraping our way into that eighth or seventh place by the, the yeah. end of the, the season. And that's the opposite of what you want because we've talked about avoiding Belfast, Sheffield, and Cardiff. I don't know how many times. I know. <laughs> I know. You, essentially, if you finish seventh or eighth, you're you're essentially out of the playoffs anyway. With the game coming up after it, so um, yeah, as as a case now though, where you are looking at, at Manchester and thinking that they might be able to sneak into the playoffs. The only thing I guess in, in Clan's favour is that it's not just us that are other teams run about is that they just can't get any consistency together. Yeah. Um, nobody seems to want that. <laughs> nobody nobody seems to, to want it. Yeah. Um, I know any time a team gets into fifth place then they just <laughs> the form just collapses. Um, so but I think though you, I would expect Dundee to pick up more than more than a point from their two games uh, in hand, and that would leave us um, with Guildford and, and Manchester right there. Um, so I, I think it is a it is a danger now. I think um, it's something we probably haven't really thought about for the majority of the season because we've been kind of doing just enough. But the way things have been recently, and um, everybody's kind of winning and losing some games, so. Who, who really knows? It could, it could just balance out. But um, again, you could be left in uh, playing against Belfast or Sheffield, and that's not where you want to be at all, really. No, and the, and the thing is that we know that every so often, maybe we do produce that kind of good result, but because. It's such a sort of seesaw team. Um, we could quite easily um, 
get a good win. Say if, if you're looking at playoff quarterfinals, if you manage to pluck out a good win, you've got the potential to still throw in that terrible performance to overturn all your good work. Yeah. Uh, the next one. And I, I think yeah. the thing is, uh, when you look at you look at the fixtures that we've got left, um, other than um, Belfast and Sheffield, they're all against the teams that are round about us. So that is still going to change. But Malcolm Cameron's been going on about this. Other than his, his kind of funny analogies that he makes, which <laughs> every so often do make me laugh, to be fair, the one about the sisters and all that kind of stuff. He's been talking about the team being in playoff mode or playoff mentality for weeks now, I think. And uh, we're just, I don't know, what, what does that even mean now for this team? Yeah, what's that look like? Every, as you've said, the interviews are kind of the same every time now. Um, I don't think we're in any mode other than uh, shite mode. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's it's like, what, what are we going to do that is going to turn this around? I know, that's it. Um, I, I, and I mean, there's nothing really that I don't know, it's, it's difficult to kind of work on things now at this point in the season. You're just kind of relying on... And I think uh, I think Malcolm Cameron said this in one of his post-match interviews, but he's he said that there's like there's not much he can he can teach players now at this point in the season. Um, you know, guys should be motivated to go out and do a job. Um, and it is kind of I, I do find it interesting that we are still carrying like spare imports, and it's kind of something that. Maybe at the start of the season you'd think about um I wonder what the budget's gonna be like for the for the team and if we'll be able to even have as many imports as we did. Uh, and now we've got spare imports. Um like I don't really know what like the deals are for these guys, but um it's certainly yes. um it's just I, I don't know, it's just kinda of, it's bizarre and Going this whole period without finding really your your best your best team your best players to play every game um is just kind of testing I guess to how up and down the team are. There are obviously some players in in the squad that you would say are like you would definitely play them every night, but um for for the vast majority of the team you could probably pick names out of hat and say that you're playing tonight or you're not playing tonight. I know. And I think on that sort of mode, should the coach have to motivate the players? He's sort of gone from saying I shouldn't have to to then also saying um, it's up to me. Um, I guess it's, it's a bit of both. But definitely, you can understand given that we started late, obviously, give the team he always mentioned, I think, about 10 or 15 games to get systems and things. We're nearly, we've nearly played 50 games. So everyone should know their roles. Uh, so I don't think that's, 
that's any kind of excuse. He's, he's still trying to change things with the team, possibly. But yeah, I, I think given there are only a few guys every night that you can sort of rely on, really, um, to turn up, that's that's not helping. Uh, and at the moment, probably Coventry and Dundee, you can see them, I would say, sadly picking up more points than we will in the remaining games, just based on what, what you can see at the moment, unless we manage to turn it around. So I don't know if it's a system change that needs to implement, but as you say, it's probably too late for that. Uh, it's got to be, we've got to just find something from somewhere, really. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think I think if you asked him now, I think he'd probably say that he's got, he's got recruitment wrong this season. We do kind of have to remember that, obviously, we didn't, we didn't know if we were going to have a team. We didn't know if we were going to be playing at Brayhead or whatever. Um, so it was kind of against time a wee bit with regards to getting a roster together. Um, so I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give him a bit of leeway on that. Um, I think, yeah. Certainly for, certainly for this season. Um, I think now he, he knows what the league's like. He knows what's can I expect it, I guess. Um <clears throat> he needs to he needs to build a team that's gonna that's gonna perform every night. Um and it's just yeah, it's just not worked out this season. Um and yeah, I think kinda of going back to my original point, I do think if you asked him he would he would say that um he's probably got it wrong. Um he's probably got recruitment wrong or the kind of style of hockey or whatever kind of plan he had in place yeah. at the start of the season just hasn't worked out. Yeah, and we we know he, he, I mean, he will be given time he'll get, certainly at least next season, I would say. Um, I would talk and, so, yeah. And obviously not not one to look too far ahead. But he strikes me as, as obviously a knowledgeable coach and stuff, and I think this season will benefit us for next year. Uh, I think we'll see quite a big change in yeah. uh, in the possibly the style of player that we bring in. Um, things maybe will be a bit more financially stable, so to speak. Um, and and given that he's got this this year experience and a bit more time on his hands. I expect we'll be we'll be a better team next season, but there are not a lot of guys at the moment that are uh, I don't think impressive enough uh, to to sort of see themselves with a contract next season. Now, I don't expect them to come out and say quite that kind of thing at this point, um, but I've got no doubt that he'll be telling them that internally. Uh, and that's how the players, I suppose, have got to see the, the final seven games, hopefully more, um, a chance to really impress. And at the moment, I think there's only only a few of those that you could say are, are likely to, to come back if they even want to. 
but I suppose that's that's not for this that's not for this episode, but just the general point I, I think. No, but it's true though because um, the team as a whole have not performed, and it's um, that is just kind of the same guys that that are turning up for each game and performing well. We've got only a small handful of guys, I think, must be in the top of the point scoring charts. So it's definitely an issue, and we knew it wasn't going to be a high scoring team, but I just didn't expect it to be this kind of this much like a sieve. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just looking at the, the scoring charts just now. So you've got. <laughs> Scroll, I can hear the mouse. The mouse wheel burning <laughs> off the off the table trying to scroll down to yeah, see the first. Scroll down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, off the top of your head, you've got what Matthew Wamas is our top. Um, Laporte will be the next. Yellowhorn possibly as well in there. But it's just, it's just well, not. I'll tell you. Sit, sitting, on, sitting on 50 points. Uh, both Matthew Wah and Colton Yellowhorn. Uh, and then you drop down to Mitch Jones, 39 points from 38 games. Uh, Laporte's next in 37. Goatee, 36. But then after that, you're, you're going on to at least the next page. Yeah. I think I, we did possibly mention it last episode or before. Goatee has kind of certainly improved uh, I would say, quite impressively in this this second half of the season uh, from where they started. I think yeah. Laporte gives you the points, but also he's, he's kind of always on it, I would say. Um, yeah. I think he would, he would almost feel like he should be getting more points, but I think you kind of know what you get from him. Um, mm. The other two, Yellowhorn almost sort of sneakily going along there. <laughs> uh, even on points with uh, Matthew Wah because I still think at times you could have a lot more from him but you can't really argue with the point production of those three it's just the, the gap from them to the rest that's killing us combined with the, the defensive side of the game I mean I don't I don't remember a team that's conceded quite this many goals was it was it as bad with uh, Fitzy and then John Tripp, uh, did we concede this many goals? I don't know. I don't want to say definitively we did or didn't, but um, difficult, difficult to possibly say. we were just a higher scoring team and it sort of uh, masked that, but I'm not sure. Uh, yes, yeah, it could be that as well. Um, Yellowhorn, Yellowhorn scored... Um, 13 points in the last 10 games um, so he's definitely he's definitely up there um, obviously that uh, that celebration um, after his goal up in Dundee yeah the Conor McGregor thing <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was I fun. quite liked that because obviously the, the guy Ozil's from Dundee was mm. um trying to wind us up and, I, and it clearly worked uh, <laughs> yeah I know I, that's because, the thing you did yeah. because uh, 
you know, the McGregor thing aside, the guy really got us wound up to the point where we just, uh, you know, basically every player got chucked out of that game. Um, but no, Yellowhorns, I suppose, done his, done his job from, from that point of view. We're just so top-heavy in the forward lines that you don't want to split that line up because it's almost been uh, it's been the main the main producer for us. Uh, but other than Goatee, what do you what do you have really? It's difficult. Yeah, I think um, to be fair to Braylon Schmier, I think he's, he has been um, putting up some points as well. <clears throat> Um, in those in those games, but again, just kind of looking at short term, Matthew has been our only goal scorer in the last two games. Um, so, so there's that, which is obviously not great. Yep. Um, but yeah, where like where do you find that that extra scoring from now, really? Um, and even even defensively, there's no, there's just not it's just not been there other than Mitch Jones. Um I think Tim Shoop is our next top scoring defenseman. Um Yeah, we I think I think we've lacked a bit of that as well. Uh, for sure. Jones uh, we've said before has been very good in the uh, Schmier, I think has definitely made made a difference to the team but uh, we're just I don't know, we just need a, a magic wand someday to come along and find that, make that whatever change it is that's needed to really, really get the team going uh, into the next, the last seven games. Well, all these all these defensemen have got NHL calibre shots, so. Well, not seeing it from, from any of them. Yeah, unless, unless it's a different NHL that. He's watching. Uh, uh, IHL, maybe. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe it was just his accent. <laughs> Could I mean that, yeah. Maybe it's just his accent, but I don't. I don't really think we play. We don't play in a way that really facilitates points scoring defenseman. I wouldn't say. No, uh, I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah. When you compare it to um, teams in the past, where the defensemen, I think, were a lot more active. In the in the attacks and things, and that's fine. That's just coaches have got their systems, and that's how they play. Uh, and as we've said, you know, the main thing about defence is we're conceding too many goals. I, I don't care so much about the points if it wasn't, you know, sevens and eights <laughs> and sixes <laughs> yeah. that we're letting in. Yeah, that's that is a point. Um, you'd feel probably as well that. Um, a lot of those goals, or we seem to give up quite a lot of breakaway chances as well, which is probably yeah. why, why Cam's and thinking, why? Well, yeah, that's probably why he's thinking like, well, let's just let's not get let's not get our defense involved offensively, um, and look at other ways of doing that. And I think um, in general, I would say though that the the power play has been still pretty good. Um, yes, it has, yeah. There's still still a goal a game in there probably. Um coming from the power play, which is which is good to see. But again, it's just it's 
because it's those guys that you can trust that are constantly on the power play. Um, and it's those guys that are getting the points. Yeah, and the goals conceded, this is with a, a goaltender who's at 90.7% save percentage and faced just short of 1,600 shots. That's just uh, It's, you know, it's like the reliance on them's unbelievable. Uh, and I kind of keep going back to it, but it's just because of the way we're not promised, it's not the right word, but told about how the team was going to be difficult to play. And I remember vividly phrases like, Teams are going to know that they're in a game when they play against us. Mm. You've got, oh, as good as Belfast are, coming in, getting, scoring seven at Brayhead. You can't concede seven at home. You can't, you can't <laughs> concede seven. But how, yeah. The gap is not, can't be that big between the teams. Uh, and there's just something, something not right there. Uh, what it is, I don't know. Not getting paid enough in this podcast to, to tell people what it is. It was just start, start a Patreon. That's that's what people do these days. <laughs> yeah, and we'll just donate everything to defensive coach, to, <laughs> to buy a defensive coach. Um, just some of the some of the comments that people have made. Lisa saying, uh, "Jesus Christ, I've just seen the score. This has been a tough season for Clan." We've had so many games in short succession that the team just aren't getting any respite. I think in a way true, um, that is a, possibly a factor. But I, I'm not I'm not saying that the, the number of games we've had can can explain why we're uh, conceding this many goals. You, you've got to adapt what you're doing. If you're playing a, a lot of games, you, you change the system about and, and be a bit more smart. Yeah, I think we need to be a bit more pragmatic. Um, I do kind of get, I do understand that. I do um, get that point because we did start late and we've had to play catch up and other teams haven't really been doing that as much. Um, but again, I think like, so the, these guys are obviously used to playing uh, games like every other night. Um, it's only really because where we sign these guys from, it's like the like East Coast League. You play, play what? I, I'm guessing it's the same as the NHL or thereabouts. So you're looking at what eighty regular season games, and then yeah. So. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I do, I do take that point though, because it is something that we've had to face more than more than other teams, uh, and that is something that's maybe kind of forgotten about because of some of the way that some of the results have gone. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's that, but yeah, we need to be a bit more pragmatic about it. I think. Yeah. Uh... We've, we've got Sakura saying that this is one of the most inconsistent seasons I've ever watched. Some games are like a train wreck. I think McLaughlin should get a chance to play. Uh, as well, Emma and also 
Uh, another couple of people saying that McLaughlin deserves a chance, which we've kind of already covered. Uh, poor show again, like the previous two, making it easy for teams to beat us, that, that kind of thing. Um, that's, yeah, it's all, all good points. It's just that if anyone, if anyone knows what we can do to, to change it around, then never mind telling us <laughs> to welcome Cameron. Uh, but yeah, some, some support from McLaughlin, and obviously it is too easy for teams to beat us. Yeah, and that is, again, it's, that is frustrating um, because of the way that, that Malcolm Cameron came in and said what his team was going to be and we're going to be tough to beat, etc., etc. And, you know, I've kind of heard it throughout the season, but it's, it's just never really came to fruition that way. Um, I do feel sorry for, for Starrett um, because I, I, do, I, gen- I do genuinely think he's, he has been um, the best the best goalie that, that we've ever had. Um, Kyle Jones fans may have something to say about that, but I'm, I'm sticking with the fact that I believe that Starrett has been the best, just purely because of this. I guess it's the kind of it's, it's everything that that's included in all that. So obviously all the shots that he's facing, because um, you look at Shane Owen who does have a better save percentage, but has faced again more than two hundred shots more. Yeah. Um. So there's only so much that your that your netminder can do without everyone else not not performing in front of him. I know. I, I just hope he's. If we do, and he wants to stay on for another year, I, I think um, he, he would make the real difference with whatever changes in front of him are necessary. Is he uh, first? Is he your? Is he the first name you would want? Yeah, first name. Yeah, because he's mine as well. Yeah. Easily first name. Build the team. <laughs> I don't even think it's close, actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. Build the team around that. Uh, and. You know, you know, it's it's obvious the, the kind of weaknesses that are there. I think, as we've said, Cameron will know what what to do if if he is is to be back. So we'll see. I think one one kind of quick point as well um, to do with the kind of Brit players. I don't I don't feel like you see a lot of them. Um, certainly, your forwards not seen a lot of Jordan Bless or Harry Ferguson this season at all. Um, no, which is disappointing because I, I do think that they, you know, they, they've got experience in the league and they know. Um, we've seen them play before. We know how they can can perform. Um, even just getting like just getting a shift out of the guys just to kind of give the other players a bit of a rest as well. Like your your top lines, who you're constantly having to look to and are probably playing the vast majority of the games yeah no I know I agree I agree it is one thing that for whatever reason he's, he doesn't seem quite that keen on doing Malcolm Cameron I suppose he'll be the one that knows the answer to that uh, you know he's, he's possibly spent a lot of time recently trying to get back into games so I understand that but um you know, sometimes I think putting these guys out can 
almost be a bit of a, a wake-up call to the rest. And we've seen that uh, with chances that they can impress. So, yeah, for me, along with the McLaughlin thing, I'd be, I'd be up for seeing a, a wee bit more of them at the right time. Yeah. Um, so, looking forward then, because we kind of have to do that now. <laughs> Don't dwell on the past. Uh, we've got seven... We've got seven regular season games left. Uh, four of those are at home. Three away. Uh, we've got Belfast away on Friday. Then uh, Dundee at home on the Saturday. Manchester at home the following week. Coventry away. Sheffield at home. Fife at home and then Fife away. Uh, so... Are we accepting that against Belfast and Sheffield, we're kind of treating them as as bonus games and focus on the rest? Or are we trying to be more positive than that? Uh, And thinking now, particularly the Sheffield game at home, um, we can get something from. I just, I can't really realistically see it at that time with them going for the title. Yeah, I can't. I can't see them. I think you look at you look at the other five games um, against the teams around about you, and that's if you win those games, you probably finish fifth. Um, yeah, just yeah, I think, due I think, to the inconsistency, everybody. Yeah, nobody's not him. Um, I don't think are being caught. Uh, no. Seven, seven points. Okay, Coventry have got a game in hand. Five saving. I just I, I don't think there's enough enough time left to catch. So you've got uh, you've got five as well for me who are even though we're giving them points, they're out of it. I think. Uh, so you've got five five teams playing for four positions, and yeah, they're they're crucial points there, as you say. If, if we can take. Um, a good number of wins from that, then then we can finish fifth. But at the moment, with the, the current form, I just I don't see us as getting enough to to stop the slide into seventh and eighth, as we said, the kind of danger zone, really. Yeah, because well, those teams are obviously they they'll be looking at the games against us, thinking. That they can get a win as well. Yeah. And it'll be down to that point, you know, as the last few games of the season, and, um, you know, all these teams are kind of jockeying for position, I guess. Um, so these are these are all going to be really tough games. Um, so you can't really take any of them for granted. Um, but me, me being positive, thinking if we do have any aspirations, then. We need to we need to probably win five of those games, um, you know, excluding the, the games against Belfast and Sheffield. If you pick anything up from them, then great, it's a bonus. But um, now nah, for me, I'd be focusing them on on the other games. Yeah, and if you break that down even further, the home games, uh, Dundee and Manchester, we've we've done all right against. 
Dundee at home, certainly, uh, albeit they've, they've been quite close games. Uh, Manchester, I don't think we've we've played for a couple of weeks, um, but certainly don't travel anywhere near as well as they do playing uh, on their home ice. And then the two games against Fife, which by that point is interesting because you, you could say for Fife they'll be dead rubber games, but that almost makes them dangerous. I think Fife will be more up for it from the point of view of wanting to, to spoil it for us kind of thing. Oh, yeah. uh, so, so they're, they're potentially dangerous. Um, but, but out of those uh, four home games, if we get, what, three, three wins from those, uh, I think we'll be doing, doing well, even just the way things have gone. Yeah, yeah. Has to be. It has to be three wins there. No, it has to be. It has to be. I, and it's it's going to be made more difficult because Friday night in Belfast, we could, if we play the same way as we have in the past or recently, we could be on the the end of a another pattern really. And then you're going into the home game against Dundee, uh, worrying about the sort of dangers that they possess. So, I think the Belfast game's quite crucial in a weird way that we've just got to show that we're not we're not going to roll over in the same way that we did, and then take that into the Dundee game because I think Dundee are down in Cardiff on the Friday, so we're kind of both coming back from long travel, and uh, you know hopefully we just. We start quick and and don't let them back into it if we do get a lead. I know, yeah, that's true. Um, that's a good point. I think I was just kind of looking back as well. So the games that we have been um, thrashed in, uh, we do tend to respond quite well the game after. So um, obviously the 8-1 game uh, against Coventry, we we beat Dundee in the next game. Um, I think the the eight two game down in Guildford. Um, we beat five the game after that, albeit in, in overtime. Um, so that we've shown it before. We just need to we need to get it back. Um, we need to get it back. We need to be. <laughs> we need to. We need to show. Show something basically in the last few games for us to think that we might do something in the playoffs. Yeah, and unfortunately, conversely, when we were hammered by Belfast in December, we were then hammered by Dundee the next night. But unsurprisingly, <laughs> we then we then did beat Guildford the next the next game. So we have been we have been consistent against them at least. But yeah, a. Uh, I think the other thing is that uh, when you look at the other sort of teams and who they're who they're playing coming up, they've the likes of Manchester I think face Sheffield possibly like four times in a row. So 
that's that's tricky for them. You could say that we've got quite a nice set of fixtures to end the season, but it, you know they're all difficult the way we're playing at the moment. Uh, and yeah, okay, it's it's good that we're not playing Sheffield another three times or whatever it is. But it's more about just trying to find form than worrying about who our opponents are. Yeah, true. <clears throat> That is interesting, actually. I didn't realise that, but I just looked at Sheffield's fixtures there. Um, so they played Manchester on Sunday. And, uh, you're right, they've got another another three games against them. Um, they've got another, another three games against Belfast as well. I don't know how that's worked out, but uh, a bizarre end to the end of season fixtures, but. Um, if it's you know if it's coming down between those two teams, then those three games will be yep. incredible. Yeah, it's a it's quite an exciting way to end it for them. Yeah, but obviously we don't care about them at this moment in time. No. <laughs> Albeit but, it would be lovely to be actually up there challenging for a league. That's in that's in dreamland at the moment. Oh. This is a relegation scrap. I know. I, I, every so often, I, I, oh, I go back and I think about that game against Edinburgh. Yeah, it's just not worth. It's not worth thinking about. No, but in a way, the memory of of it being such a successful team is is quite nice. But no, I, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna boldly make a couple of predictions for these upcoming games. Right. Uh, and they're going to be shocking because you look at the form I'm kind of going to go optimistic which is unusual but I'm going to do it uh, I think I think we're going to lose in Belfast but I think we're going to turn up at home to Dundee I think we've got to so I think we'll get two points from that I think we'll then <laughs> I think we'll then beat Manchester the following week, mm. lose down in Coventry, lose at home to Sheffield, but then beat Fife in the final two games. So that gives us what? Two, four, six, eight points. Right. From possible 14. So we're finishing on what we're finishing on there. Uh, 52 52 points that's my end of season prediction and where that's going to let us finish I don't know because I can't <laughs> add up or look at everybody else's results is that a point a game then oh no because it's 54 games isn't it 54 games 54 games yeah so just just under yeah. Um, I think yeah I think I would actually agree with that Um. I would probably agree with with those games as well. I'd maybe I'd maybe like us to win down in Coventry, but I think just kind of judging on how they've played against us recently, they've been they've been more our our baby team this year than than I know, They have, so. they definitely have. Um, so that's always going to be a tough game. Uh, so probably right to say that we won't win that one. Um. Could we do something against Sheffield? 
probably not, just because. <laughs> the build-up, I was hoping you were going to say probably. I, I was thinking about it, but then I also thought Knack is a bit, they'll be challenging for the league, and they'll be more up for it than us, let's be honest. So, um, Wouldn't mind a wee overtime, a wee overtime loss, though. That may be, that may be all right. Um, yeah, I should say uh, that I, I think finally Belfast are, are just going to win the league. Yeah, but it, it is close. Yeah, it's I would, close. I would agree. I think, um, I think I would, I would probably tip Belfast um, at this point as well. Um, and those last two games against Fife, I think we'll split them. I don't think, we, I don't think we're capable of getting two wins. So, you, so you're giving us six? Eh, sorry. Yeah, I'll six, say like, I'll say seven with a seven. Yeah, seven with a defeat. Yeah, a win from somewhere. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because where's that going to leave us? Uh, who knows really? But I guess it's been such a bad season that in a way it wouldn't surprise you if we got through to to the <laughs> final four, <laughs> which <laughs> you would take it. But it's just. Um, at the moment, it, it could go. It could go either way. You know, we could end up with two or four points from these games, and and actually, you know, struggling to to get in. But I, I think we'll be just about fine. Being positive, but it's yeah. Recently, it's been a disaster. Not fun to watch. No, I think like 50, 50 points is obviously the kind of I guess your marker. To make the playoffs, because um, I can't see Manchester getting six wins. No, and, no. Uh, and, I, and I do think that they, I do think they will miss out. Um, so that, yeah. Because they've got a, a tough run in. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to, I was just trying to scare the team into a couple of performances. <laughs> That's fine. Happy, happy with that. It's actually disappointing that we've not got Guildford. That's true, yeah. yeah. Who'd have thought? Um, well, so what's your <laughs> uh, season record against Guildford then? Season record against Guildford? Um, I don't know if that's... So I still don't think... I still don't think... No, we're probably not going to win record. So it's... Uh, we lost down there first time we played. Uh, we then beat them at home. So we're one and one. They then beat us at home, so uh, one two. Then they beat us away, <laughs> <laughs> so one and three. Uh, I see. We're, yeah, fifty percent. Three and three. Oh, okay. Three and three in the end, but they are one of the teams that have, have put eight past us. So. Um, yeah, so they stay with that aggregate. You know. Yeah. If you'd have said before the season we'd have a shocker, but we'll go three and three with Guildford, would I have taken? Would I have taken? <laughs> yeah, probably would. <laughs> but no, uh, that's that's the positive way to end this episode, I suppose. But um, I think kind of everybody that's got in touch is sort of feeling a similar way to us that things need to improve. How we do it, I've got no idea. But uh, if it's if it's the magic release of this episode that turns things around, then I'm all for it. Well, I just hope so. I just hope this lights a fire under them. 
Yeah, get of some all, get some off it. I mean, they're all they're all playing for their they're all playing for their places here next season. I know they definitely are. Um, let's hope, let's hope as you say that makes a difference. Um, we'll be back next time when we're right in the thick of those those spinal fixtures to really see how embarrassed we were with <laughs> <laughs> our predictions. Um, but thanks as ever to everyone for listening do you have any other any other remarks or comments you were going to make <laughs> no I'll, I'll save my remarks for the end of the season maybe <laughs> yeah you're closing remarks literally closing the season remarks yeah. um but yeah thanks again to everyone and uh we're back next time eight points eight points better off and we'll look forward to the playoffs so catch you then everyone Cheers, folks.